Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is student organization, e-portfolios. Portfolios are a relatively simple concept that can lead to powerful and transformative changes in your classroom. In simple terms, portfolios are collections of work. In our classrooms, this is typically work created by students. This work is produced, collected, stored in one place, and potentially shared with others. These collections might include multiple drafts of a single project. They can include evidence of growth. They might include a series of attempts at applying a specific skill or concept, or they might be used to highlight and celebrate a student's best work. These showcases of best work are sometimes referred to as wow work, work that we're most proud of and makes us say wow when we look at them. The content of the portfolios will depend on your intended purpose for creating it. You might ask yourself, is my purpose to document growth or is it to show off a student's best efforts? Is this space intended to serve as a playground for ideas or is its purpose to demonstrate learning and mastery of objectives? All of these purposes are valid uses of portfolios, and you might even choose to use them for multiple purposes at once. Maybe there are several sections within the same portfolio, one for drafts and one for showcase work. The key is to identify your intended outcome and then design a portfolio experience that supports that goal. Of course, it's equally important that your students understand this purpose as well. While these portfolios can include physical artifacts, like paper and pencil work, we're going to focus on e-portfolios, or portfolios that live in a digital space and store digital samples of student work. Let's take a look at four digital tools that your students could use to create portfolios. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips! Instructional technology. Number one, Seesaw. This tool is actually designed as a digital portfolio tool, and it's become very popular, especially with the younger students. It's simple and intuitive to use, and students can quickly and easily upload work into their file space. This work might be created inside Seesaw or uploaded from the device or from an online storage space like Google Drive. One aspect of Seesaw that's really cool is that parents can be connected easily to the portfolio. This adds an authentic audience to the mix. Students get really excited when their parents or family members tag their work with a heart or leave a positive comment. In addition to being a portfolio tool, Seesaw has become a more full-fledged learning management system for the classroom where students can complete and submit assignments posted by the teacher. Number two, Google Sites. Websites are excellent choices for developing e-portfolios, and Google Sites is a robust, free option for building these. If your students are 13 years or older, you could also consider options like Wix or Weebly, which offer a free version and are really good. Websites are effective for a number of reasons. First of all, you can insert nearly any type of media into them. You can post text, link documents, embed videos, upload images, and really a lot more. Almost anything a student can make in your class can be represented on a website. Even if the student has made a physical product or written something on paper, they can take a picture of it and upload it to the website. 
Another really powerful aspect of a website is that they can be easily shared with others. With Google Sites, you can even decide how publicly you wish to share these sites. You might choose to share worldwide, or maybe just within your school's domain. You can even share with specific individuals. Number three, Microsoft OneNote. This digital notebook option for Microsoft works great as a portfolio tool. Because students can create different tabs and pages within the notebook, it's a great option if you want to include multiple portfolios in one place. Students could have a tab for drafts, and then another tab for finished work. Or perhaps they have a different section for each major learning outcome or project type in your class. OneNote's really flexible and robust, and it can be easily shared with others. And number four, Google Slides or Microsoft PowerPoint. Digital slideshows like these can work great as portfolios, especially for visual work. It's really easy to embed pictures or videos onto slides to showcase that work. I've seen art teachers use this really effectively to create a digital art gallery of student work. Students find it intuitive and easy to post work and design in these spaces. You could use slideshows for writing as well, but they may be less conducive to this unless the writing is in a short format like poetry. In addition to choosing a tool, you'll want to consider how to use these in your classrooms. So let's take a look at four portfolio integration ideas. How do I use, how do I use integration inspiration? Integration ideas. Number one, use them to reinforce process and growth mindset. This can be one of the most impactful and powerful uses of portfolios in your classroom. You can help students understand that learning's a journey and that they are not expected to be experts on the first try. They can keep improving and getting better by learning from their earlier efforts. If you have them store their attempts and drafts in this portfolio space, they can look back and see documentation of their growth as a learner. This can be really powerful. Number two, use portfolios to demonstrate mastery. This concept can work in conjunction with the first one, but it focuses on meeting standards of mastery. While students will still likely generate multiple attempts and record these in their portfolios, they will have a dedicated section of their portfolio to display mastery work. When they have met the objectives and produced something of high quality that meets your expectations, they put them in this section of their portfolio. This strategy can be really powerful because it requires students to be clearly aware of their goals and the learning targets. It also forces them to think critically about their work and determine if they have met the expectations or not. This is a really impactful skill for them to learn. A third way that we can use portfolios is to encourage students to review and reflect. This one builds on number two. It can be really beneficial to have students pause and reflect on their work. This might mean looking back at their progression of drafts and verbalizing how they have improved on the journey. It might mean comparing an attempt against a rubric to determine level of mastery. Or it might mean analyzing their most recent attempt and then setting goals for their next try. Whichever approach you take, it's really impactful to have students think critically about the work they're producing. A fourth integration idea is to use portfolios to celebrate success. Portfolios are a great way to celebrate student learning and the work they've produced. Putting a final draft in a mastery category or designating it as wow work tells the students, you did a great job. Congratulations on putting all your learning into practice and producing this quality final product. I'm proud of you, and you should be proud of yourself too. 
You might even have students take these ideas and publish them in a class portfolio or share them with parents or maybe post them in a public space in the school. You could set up a scrolling slideshow of finished portfolio items in the school's media center or the lunchroom area. This celebration step can be really inspiring and motivating for students. In addition to all these benefits, I should also note that using portfolios can significantly reduce your workload as a teacher. Not everything needs to be graded. And portfolios not only reinforce this concept, but also transfer much of the evaluative work to the students. They get involved in doing the hard work of determining if their attempts are of high quality or not. Once they think they've hit the mark, then you can review their top submissions and give them a grade if needed. You can use the time that you're saving from grading student work to meeting with students or designing inspiring class activities. If you have time to check in with students, you can do quick formative assessments at that time that are verbal and don't take up extra time on your part. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Specifically, I'd encourage you to check out the article titled Develop Your Students' Digital Organizational Skills, E-Files, E-Binders, and E-Portfolios. In that article, you'll also find a handy one-pager about digital portfolios that you can share with your students. And of course, be sure to join Reno, Winston, and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care, and thanks for all you do. You make a difference.